Welcome back to the Zotplay Cycling Podcast. Today we saw what unbelievable performance by Brendan McNulty in Tour de France Stage 17. McNulty basically did a better performance than Tele Pogacar in Tour de France 2021 on Stage 8, where he dropped every GC contender by three minutes. Uh, it's unbelievable, Naichka. It was just a complete what-the-fuck performance. <laughs> yeah, this is like a Mark Padun level surprise to me. What? Brent McNulty has been doing because so far in his race, he hasn't really done anything useful. Like he was getting dropped at 5.5 watts per kilogram for 20 minutes at times. He was getting dropped out of the wheel from Mike on like a 5 kilometer 4% climb on stage 8, a punchy finish. Like he was good on Monday in a short effort, but that's it. So yeah, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. But yeah, overall, the stage started. There was a big fight for the breakaway, but nothing really got away until the first climb when a small group or, yeah, a group went away, but they never got, got a big leash because Bardé was in it and Jumbo were kind of pacing it down. And then on the Urquette de Anchitsan, which was the second climb of the day, Mikkel Björk started really hard pacing, like, crazy performance for Mikkel Biak as well. And it's also was... complete what the fuck because Mikkel yeah. Biak uh, got covered in Tour of Slovenia and uh, at the start of the Tour of France he was dropping uh, like really early and he was really bad. And uh, Yeah, it's... today he just went crazy to a crazy level because he and McNulty are the only real domestics <laughs> left because Mark Hirsch is not I'm not convinced he's actually in this race. Um, and yeah, he completely smashed the Hukete to Anchi-san dropped adam yates was sixth in gc i believe yeah but you know it's third week yates he's a bit meh um and dropped also tom pitcock tom pitcock who was in the top 10 on gc so he completely demolished ineos pretty much except karen yeah. thomas Bjerg, um, like reduced the peloton to 17 <clears throat> riders and he's yeah. like close to 80 kilograms so completely yeah and even even godu was already struggling like he was out the back for a minute and then came back so yeah, crazy performance for Mikkel Bjerg as well. Uh, the watts per kilogram are not that high, I guess, because uh, in the wheel, Sepp Kast did 5.4 watts per kilogram around that for the climb. So it's not crazy high, but, you know, it's the it's Mikkel Bjerg. Like, <laughs> it's pretty crazy. And after uh, how, how hard the race overall has been, I think the fastest TDF ever is, it's probably going to be the fastest TDF ever. Yeah. Such a performance from Mikkel Bjerg is uh, really surprising. Um, and then we had the Col de Valuron Azé, the second to last climb of the day. And Mikkel Bjerg paced the early slopes, which are really shallow. And then once we hit the hard part, Brent McNulty started a crazy, crazy pull and pretty much immediately dropped everyone except Thomas Kass. Uh, Wingegaard and Pogacar like within like two minutes or something so that was absolutely crazy and then Thomas and Kass also dropped later they ended up losing one minute and one second on this climb so big time on this not not super hard climb like the climb proper is 8.34 kilometers 7.94% the draft benefit is still really high but Brent McNulty by far his best ever performance 6.58 watts per kilogram for 22 24 minute etalon calculated and in the wheels were Tade Pogacar and Jonas Wingard 6.36 watts per kilogram for them. Um, and Thomas did around 6.1 one minute back. And Pogacar also tried an attack at the top, but not really 
series one, it was again before the descent and being you had closed easily pretty much. Yeah, they also broke the cold as a record owned by Pantani, Ulrich, and the Virank. They set it in 1997, yeah, to 1997, yeah. Yeah, 1997. So it's quite surprising. Okay, that record wasn't anything special. It's not, not like Autocam record, but, but still, these riders can break mm. not, not re records from 90s. And yeah, why not? Yeah. This was a truly special performance for McNulty, especially who I didn't really expect it from him. Also, paced the valley and the descent, everything. So that was also quite a bit of work he did there, and then paced the pretty much the entirety of the last time to Beragud, um, which he finished uh, 32 seconds behind GC riders in the end because there's uh, like the 400 meter 14% ramp where Pogacar and Vingegaard sprinted for it, and Pogacar won the stage in the end, but only took uh, four bonus seconds on Vingegaard, so the gap is still two minute 18. And McNulty finished the climb at 6.23 watts per kilogram, 22 minutes, 57 seconds. And probably end up, because he slowed down in the end, probably for the uh, first part, it is the 6.3 watts per kilogram with uh, Wingigard and Pogacar doing 6.21 for the climb. Uh, so yeah, after the, after the first time, crazy level performance from McNulty. I thought... I thought he would drop after like a few few minutes on the climb, but he just kept going. Yeah, I really, I was watching and I was thinking like, <laughs> when, yeah, when he will pace like Micah at yeah. five five point five watts per kilo, but he continued <laughs> to do it at high level, and yeah, it was what the fuck because yeah. Gary and Thomas like there were huge gaps. Like Gary and Thomas was the next best rider who finished two minutes seven seconds behind Pogacar and. Like Adam Yates lost nine minutes. Uh, Petkak <laughs> lost. Uh, where's Petkak? 22 minutes. Jesus Christ. Man. But the most surprising thing about this stage wasn't the McNulty. It was that no one didn't OTL. Even Jakobsen. Yeah. He finished like 15 seconds inside the time limit. So it was also very surprising that they... <laughs> yeah, but if they go still... full gas again tomorrow, then Jakobsen is going to really struggle again because we yeah. have three huge climbs tomorrow. Um, but yeah, Pogacar couldn't beat Vingegaard. Vingegaard even said in an interview on Danish TV that he thought the pace on the last climb was pretty easy, so I don't think he really was on the limit. Uh, yeah, but it's still surprising because uh, yeah. he didn't beat Pogacar on the 14% uh, uh, steep pinch. Yeah, he said yeah. it was too easy before, so Pogacar was still too fresh to beat him in his point. Yeah. <laughs> well, I uh, hope McNulty tomorrow is even more nuclear. He paces yeah. come and they break Reese records. <laughs> yeah. Imagine, they would need like 6.6, 6.7, I think, to break that record from Brianna Reese from uh, 1996 when he did 6.91 watts per kilogram etalon for 30, nearly 35 minutes. With the shit bike. Um, yeah, he was, but he was on a nine kilogram bike, so that has yeah. to be considered. That's why they don't have to do as much as him. And he also did it into a headwind, of course, not to forget. But yeah, Wingard really looking fine for now. I don't think Pogacci can break him. Pogacci looked way better than yesterday when he, I think, struggled on the Mur de Puguer. But, well, the entire UAE team looked way, way better. Yeah, but, uh, Mikkel Bjerg and uh, McNulty 
Like uh, they probably did a really good rest day. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what what they did on the rest day, but they gained yeah, some maybe, lots. Maybe maybe Marcus is also gonna turn nuclear to the, tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> it it won't be like Mark Hershey goes what we are seeing till yeah twenty twenty Mark Hershey when he imagine man. <laughs> but yeah, I think so far Yvingard doesn't look in any trouble. I think he'll win this 2DF still. After day, he probably not right offensively tomorrow, which is a bit sad, but you know, he has two minutes 18 yeah. before the TT. That is easily enough for the TT, even if he like has a collapse like Roglish, that is enough because I think Roglish lost 1 minute 55 on, but there was a climb at the end of the TT yeah. where you can lose a lot of time. But yeah, but so... Yeah. McNulty hasn't uploaded anything on Strava, <laughs> but he That's might upload. Weird. Yeah, because he yeah. uploads everything with power, every ride, and yeah, this is maybe too many watts to upload. <laughs> yeah. As it, it usually it, happens. Yeah, that happens sometimes uh, when they're too, too nuclear of a performance. Yeah. At least like Hindley uploaded his 2020 performance yeah, in Piancavallo. Uh, this year he didn't upload yeah. anything. Only Strade Bianca. Yeah, some shit. Also, Pogacar, yeah. like Pogacar also uploaded before 2020 Tour France. He even uploaded Pursuit stage. But yeah, the then first probably, week he did. Yeah, the team said yeah. uh, your 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 power numbers are too good, and yeah, since then yeah. he hasn't uploaded power on Strava. Yeah, Sepkas is the only one who uploads consistently yeah. everything. Only goat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think tomorrow is going to be even harder stage uh, with the Obisk climb as the first one, then uh, I think a short short climb as second, and then the Spandels and then Otakam. So another bit longer climbs than today should suit Jonas more. I don't think Pogacar can drop him. You yeah, never maybe. know with Yui. You never yeah, know. Yeah, you never know. Today they were flying. Maybe Pogaccia is also adding one watts per kilogram overnight <laughs> today, like like McNulty did today. Um, yeah, you never know. Cycling everything is possible. Like even Hindley when won the Giro from like, what was he, 20th favorite, 10th favorite? Uh, he was like ninth favorite, but his odds uh, were like 73. Yeah, yeah, 50 to one. Like, like 2%, yeah. 1%. Yeah, like, it's crazy how many upsets happen in cycling, but that's that's the fun part of it. About it yeah, guess. like, in cycling, it's fun because, uh, I, uh, for example, I thought Pogacar is a really good climber, but there's usually some rider who beats <laughs> his, like, normal level. For example, like, Jay yeah. Line in Tour of Norway, Ramco Evansville, <laughs> Mark Padun, Ruben Guerrero yes. on Ventura Challenge. Yeah, like, it's like crazy. Yeah, always there, there's some guy who does a crazy good performance, and after that, he can't perform at that level or, or isn't that consistent. Yeah, so yeah, it's, it's crazy sport. Yeah, it's really crazy. Yeah. But yeah, overall, I think this TDF has been absolutely crazy and fun because... It's the greatest stage race I, ha I have ever seen, actually. <laughs> I, I will say, yeah. Uh, it must be. Uh, yeah, like, it's really, it's really good. Like, this is... Because, uh, yeah, Pogacar is always trying to attack and he, he's yeah. in second position. Every stage, is, every stage is a full gas. Like, yeah. really fun to see Pogacar out of the, like, attacking role. And with a bit of a bigger gap, not like in 2020. But it yeah. was pretty close, and Pogac and Rockledge was so good that <laughs> the Jumbo train in 2020 was so good that Pogacar had could do literally nothing. So that's why. 
I don't think he did try too much there that year. Yeah, I hope tomorrow Altecan will be paced really hard because yeah, we want to see big numbers because it's the perfect climb to... Like, it's always big watts per kilo on Altecan. Yeah, like, like, Armstrong did big numbers, Indorain did, Reese did big yeah, numbers. Even Nibali, all these riders did their best ever performance on Altecan. So let's hope Jonas also does his best performance on Altecan. I think 6.5. I, I think 6.5 for 35 as possible. For him, yeah, but the problem he might ride passive because yeah, the right like thing is if he, if he will ride passive, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, there's a problem with him. He's it's but like Roglic. Roglic also never goes all out. Yeah, like if you have so so good likes as you say, and if you don't like, then why the fuck you don't have the tough? Yeah. yeah, yeah, like there's nothing really to lose. Like if you could drop Pogaccia, like just just put the time into him before the TT because you never know what will happen if you crash in the TT. One minute can... Or maybe you can puncture. Yeah, like yeah, something might happen. It's like the Mauricio Moreira in the World of Portugal oh, yeah. who crashed <laughs> and <laughs> lost the GC. That was pretty much safe uh, of it. Otherwise, lost it in the TT where he was like, I don't, I don't even know if he was fully like, fully still there after the crash. He was completely banged up, <laughs> but, but he still, he still did a crazy good time for that. But yeah, let's hope that doesn't happen to Jonas, and we have a good fight in the next few days, and maybe, maybe we'll be actually close in the end. Yeah, thanks for listening, and yeah, let's hope tomorrow will be an even better stage, and yeah, McNulty will perform again. <laughs>